Welcome to the Wealthier Together pop-up podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help women cultivate wellness in all areas of their lives. The first series in this podcast is going to focus on financial health and financial wellness. We all know that our financial health and wellness affects our physical, emotional, and mental health or wellness. And so today I'm interviewing Eve and she is she was able to retire early. So Eve is the founder of notabondgirl.com where she gives personal financial advice. She retired in her early 30s and she helps others create wealth beyond money with a holistic approach to their money blocks. Hi Eve, how are you? Hi Dr. Blessing, thank you for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about your background just in general so people get a feel for your perspective and your experience? Sure thing. So growing up, I grew up um, working class uh, to lower middle class. I come from an immigrant family. We were very, very frugal living paycheck to paycheck. So it was always ingrained in me to be frugal, um, to save whenever possible. And over the course of uh, my, my adulthood, it always just carried over. Even when I earned um, a lot more and could afford a lot more. So um, that, that part of me was always um, fixed when it came to being frugal. Um, and then with my career path, I worked in the public sector, I worked in the private sector, and I did, um, for most of my 20s, I did a, a good amount of job hopping, and, um, and I realized that my personality was very much, um, I like to try different things. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a fast learner. I, I learn something, then I get bored. And then I want to. And, and in some ways, it was a little bit of the shiny object syndrome. But in other ways, I just wanted to learn for mm-hmm. personal development. Um, so over time, um, as far as the financial independence, retire early aspect of um, of my story, I I reached retirement at 35. Um, so for me, let's just be clear, let's define financial independence. So to me, financial independence, financial freedom means that work becomes optional. So whether it's um, having uh, enough assets um, to, or passive in- income to cover your expenses, your monthly expenses. So that's where I'm at um, right now, and that's how I define financial independence, where work becomes optional, and, um, and so that, um, so basically where, um, whether it's through rental property investments where you accumulate passive income that way, and or different, um, different ways of whether it's um, uh, index fund investing, uh, uh, different ways to um, earn passive income, um, to be able to reach that work optional category. I think it's good that you defined what financial freedom was to, is to you, 
because a lot of people think that, oh, financial freedom is not having any debt. And I've learned that that is not what that means. So, and each of us, we all have our own definition of what financial freedom is. And so I like your definition that work is optional. Um, so what does it mean to create wealth beyond money? Great question. I, and similar to um, your holistic approach to health and um, overall well-being, uh, To me, creating wealth uh, beyond money is is ultimately whatever makes you intrinsically happy. Uh, For some people, it is um, family connection, family uh, social connection, uh, and so forth. uh, Having um, a purpose, waking up every day, having that purpose, um, getting excited. as far as um, having that um, sense of alignment. So, so uh, creating wealth beyond money, uh, it, because, just because I emphasize a lot throughout uh, my blogs uh, that money is simply energy. Everything is made up of energy. It's just an exchange tool. Mm-hmm. To um, to to um, it's it's a way of contributing your life force energy in exchange for a certain currency. So so a lot of times uh, people tend to focus on a number in the bank account, um, and then once they reach that number, it's kind of a rude awakening to realize that they're not any happier so uh, it's um, so just as far as back to your question creating wealth beyond money um, just kind of shifting that focus from a number in the bank account to that intrinsic happiness and that can be whether for uh, whether it's health or social connection and so forth so basically you're saying that it's not the end goal, it's more the person you become while pursuing that goal. Because I know for health, that is a big thing. People are like, oh, I want to lose however many pounds. But the people who that is their main focus, so that number is their main focus, they don't, they're really not happier. But the people who embrace that process and learn things along the way, but then get to that goal they tend to keep off, keep the weight off, live healthier because the end goal was, okay, so it is a goal to lose weight or save money, but the end goal isn't that particular number. It's who they become. So basically it sounds like what you're saying is that this is more of a mindset, not focusing. It's so interesting uh, how there's a a parallel to when it comes to a health goal, a money goal, or a career goal. There's, it's um, a lot of times it's not necessarily the destination mm-hmm. that uh, makes it, um, that solves the problem. Uh, like you just mentioned, it's the mindset. It's also the journey along the way, the personal development, getting to that target goal, number, whatever it may be. So it's, uh, it, and it's so interesting that you uh, brought up that you know, it, it, there's that parallel with health with um, 
with money, personal finances, even with um, career, of course, um, whether it's getting to a particular climbing the corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, that's kind of uh, a good way to 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 look at it when it comes to um, shifting that that tunnel vision from that number, that target number, or, or that target weight, um, to focusing on whether it's the lifestyle that you're trying to feel, that you want to feel, that you want to achieve, mm-hmm. how you want to feel when you um, do hit that number. Um, that's kind of actually the reward. The, and, and, I, and as far as, um, I guess, the reward comes from the hustle too. The reward comes from the the fl- being in the flow when you're trying with, as you are working up towards that particular goal. That makes perfect sense. So, how can people change their mindset, especially in when looking at retirement, retiring early? How can they change their mindset? So, someone who is like, I don't have enough money to put aside. How do they, or what are some tips you can give them to help them change their mindset so they can reframe their current perspective? That's a really good question. And uh, I would say that rather than changing the mindset, but more like shifting the mindset, because it's a lifelong practice to, to develop a certain mindset let's say an abundance mindset it it Mm -hmm. takes it's a lifelong practice it doesn't change overnight um even self-made billionaires are still working on their abundance mindset that's um just because our money story in our um our upbringing um that's been ingrained in in us since childhood. I'm still trying to work on my scarcity mindset, uh, shifting <laughs> it to an abundance mindset um, each and every day. Uh, so, so as far as how to shift uh, the, to a more abundance mindset, I would the in a nutshell, small, consistent baby steps. Start with a goal. As far as uh, make, setting that intention. That uh, whether it's um, I want to retire early so that X Y Z I want so that I can stay at home with the kids so mm-hmm. that I can travel the world so that I can um, start that business uh, that I've always wanted and not have that financial pressure whatever that is X Y Z start with that goal and then work backwards from that goal so okay so if i want to retire at 35 what do i need what can i do every day to get closer to that goal so Mm -hmm. just taking small consistent baby steps each day so breaking it down from there Um, and some of the small consistent baby steps i'm talking about is tracking your net worth routinely so that can be weekly for some people it can be bi-monthly for some people and for some people it's daily um just Mm -hmm. because it's so easy these days with uh money apps whether it's personal capital or uh, mint Uh, it's so easy to just tap on that app see your net worth 
track your spending that way. Um, so, so it can be as simple as um, that on a daily basis. Um, and also uh, other steps that I've taken um, in my journey to financial independence, retire early, fire, some of the baby steps that I took along the way. I, I also... Um, I also got creative in ways to make more money. So I'm already naturally frugal. So I didn't want to focus on trying to figure out how much coupons can I collect so that I can get (laughs) this free item at the Mm -hmm. grocery store which I probably won't consume anyway, <laughs> you know, so I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole of trying to save even more. And that can actually lead to kind of like that scarcity deprivation mindset. Yeah. So I focused on uh, ways that I could earn more and get creative with that. And when I was in corporate, um, a lot of times, um, whether it was the public sector or private sector, a lot of times shifting to a, a changing a different job, may, it could be a lateral move within the company or a lateral move to a different industry, to a different position, um, was an easy $10,000, $20,000 pay bump. Mm-hmm. I also got creative with different side hustle uh, I taught yoga. I'm a certified yoga teacher, uh, certified Reiki master. I taught yoga, taught Reiki, different um, wellness, holistic wellness workshops at the local um, yoga studio and wellness center down the street from me. I even rented out my car at one point, um, Airbnb, my condo. Uh, I tried a lot of different things. Um, Of course, the online... um, blog as well. I mean, the list goes on as far as ways to to get creative. And like I said, it was the the reward was in the journey to mm-hmm. fire. It wasn't necessarily achieving fire. And, and one other thing I will mention is um, once I did reach financial independence, retire early, it was actually anticlimactic this kind of goes back to what (laughs) we talked about earlier it's kind of i mean i had um i rode that high for maybe two weeks Mm -hmm. like yeah you know i'm i'm you know i could i could quit my nine to five and just travel the world and but i've i was already living the lifestyle for the most part there's always room for improvement but Uh For the most part, I was doing what I enjoyed doing, getting creative um, to um, my group of friends. I mean, I was, you know, so as as far as I I was along the way, I found the intrinsic happiness, too. So once I reached that number, it was anticlimactic. And, um, of course, it was, it was. A great happy occasion but that high did not last um, for more than two weeks I would say so mm-hmm. so it's um, so it's a matter of um, working on that um, 
just continuing on living a um, intentional lifestyle uh, that would bring about that happiness. So basically, linking your goal to a greater purpose is what mm-hmm. the key to really making the most out of life in general, but any type of financial goal. Because like you're saying, it's not... It's not the actual goal. That goal is the reward. And you've gone through a process where you've developed, let's say, your friendships or things that are important to you. And that's what makes it worthwhile. Yes. And thank you for framing it in that way. Just because a lot of times people are told, oh, just get clear on your why and and not really go deeper into well, yeah, it's uh, th- my why is to make a million dollars, but why? <laughs> yeah. Well, because I want to spend more time with my family. That would be a deeper why than that number of a million dollars, but it's just getting so you actually don't need a million dollars to spend more time with your family. So it's almost um, just getting clearer um, on the why factor, uh, not so much the numeric number. Makes sense. So you said that you were were already frugal. So how, or you said you did some side hustles and you did lateral moves. So did you create a plan to retire early or did you just did it just how did you even start thinking about retiring early and it was actually a a little of both okay at first it was not a plan it was just get the hell out of this crazy office (laughs) (laughs) that was that was the initial goal, and this was um, maybe over five years ago. Just, I need to get the hell out <laughs> of this office drama. Um, people mm-hmm. are dysfunctional here. I need to, um, my boss is a micromanager, my coworker is passive aggressive, and everybody's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that was kind of, and, and, and we, uh, we're laughing about it, but it's actually not the best way to um, to go about. I mean, you never want to run away from something. You want to run to something. And I didn't have anything to run to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, but I had motivation to run away a lot of motivation <laughs> in my face every day going into that office. So, so that's how it started. And along the way, uh, you know, twice I quit my job without a plan B, and I don't recommend that. But like I said, I, I, it's just a lot better to run to something. Both times I was running away from mm-hmm. something, so that um, led. So, the, so for me, I quit without a plan B lined up, and that was a scary space to be in. It's very. Uh, it's 
very scary uh, as far as having a mortgage and other things like that. So, mm-hmm. so um, lessons learned. Um, and also, you know, when you're applying to other jobs, it's better to have a, a be in a in a job applying to another job rather than being in a, unemployed. True. Um, and you're interviewing for other jobs. Um, it makes you a better negotiator too when it comes to your salary because you're not coming from a space of, well, I'll take any any job because I need a paycheck. True. <laughs> so it's, it's also that. But um, going back to your question, so I started um, to recognize a pattern. Okay, I'm always running away. And it seems like everybody else around me is dysfunctional. <laughs> well, you know, and, but that's the thing. And that's life. There's going to be crazy people everywhere, no matter what you do, even if you're not in a nine-to-five setting, even if you're a full-time entrepreneur or whatever, you know, even if you're at the grocery store, there's going to be crazies everywhere. It's just life. Yeah. Um, so, so, so cutting that, running away from something, from someone, um, and trying to figure out what am I, what do I want to run to? What, what do I want to, to jump to and getting clear on that why, that goal that we talked about earlier. So, so I, as far as that, that built the momentum for trying different side hustles. That's when I got my yoga teacher certification, which led me to get my Reiki master certification, which led me to learn more about the chakras and holistic wellness and incorporating that mind, body, spirit approach to developing that intrinsic happiness um, and, and to really just keep going within rather than trying to peg my happiness on getting out of a certain office or getting a part. So as far as um, just not, so, so not anchoring my happiness on an external force, which I had no control over. So throughout that journey of um, different side hustles, uh, I, I mean, it must have been, gosh, close to 10 that, um, that I tried out, I, I eliminated what I didn't like, or sometimes I just outgrew that, that phase and just didn't, um, didn't want to do it anymore um, for better or for worse, kind of just narrowed down to one, two, or three that I really liked and continued with that while I was working um, a nine-to-five. And that kind of balanced it out because although I didn't enjoy the nine-to-five office politics mm-hmm. uh, and the the structure of a nine-to-five, I mean, alarm clock to dealing with rush hour traffic so all the things that that kind of come with a nine to five usually although I didn't like that I still had um, several outlets that helped me to to um, to be okay to, to not burn out from the nine to five uh, and so that's kind of that's kind of my journey when it came to um, starting off with not having a clear vision to eventually, okay, well, this is actually what I want, more freedom, um, more time to create, uh, to, to build a lifestyle that uh, has um, 
flexibility in my schedule um, to being location independent and so on and so forth. So getting clear on uh, my why. Those are, that's a really good way to look at it. Definitely always have a plan B because I know a lot of people that are like, oh, everyone is toxic and I just need to leave. And then nothing, no energy is put towards creating a plan B because you have to have a plan. You have to have some sort of plan. And then also, I like the way that you were talking about it's the internal motivators because at the end of the day, you cannot control other people. And a lot of times I'll talk about boundaries, especially at work, because from the from what I've heard people tell me, people that work in corporate, it can be pretty toxic. And so just making sure that you're not tying your happiness on an external, something that's outside of you, for example, getting another job, and instead focusing on your internal internal motivators. So like you were talking about getting clear on your why, and then of course, taking action like you did, getting those side hustles. And you were saying that the side hustles, some of them didn't work, but some of them did. And it helped balance, I'm assuming, some of that stress and discontent you were probably feeling at your nine to five. So it just basically looks like you you experienced wanting to leave a job. And then what you did is you did some side hustles. And some of them actually helped you not burn out because you had different outlets for probably the different areas that you wanted to address. So for example, yoga, yoga, if you're stressed out, I know that yoga is very calming. And so a lot of people will get into a yoga practice just to kind of wind down from the stress of work. So I think it's good that you, so even your approach to leaving your job was not just say, oh, I'm going to go to another job. You kind of took a holistic approach towards it for you that was tailored to your needs. Yeah, and it definitely helped uh, as far as having an outlet because if I was working under a very passive-aggressive environment, teaching yoga helped me to be creative and have ownership over my class structure. Mm -hmm. So that that helps I'm getting specific with how it uh, is an outlet or helps to balance because if I'm you know for eight nine ten hours a day I'm just being micromanaged let's yeah. say um, but then at the end of the day I get to manage the way I would do it so that helped as well and also the other thing about having uh, creative outlets is I used it as my source to write. So, for instance, um, one of my most popular blogs is how to handle, uh, how to energetically handle a hostile work environment. So, using that experience to draw upon to write about and to share, and and then ultimately at the end of the day, feeling like wow. I can see why I had to go through all that because it's all a part of my becoming. It's all a part of um, what led me to be able to speak from experience and authoritatively on office politics. Um, and so had I not gone through that, I don't think Not a Bond Girl would be as engaging or of use to, to readers 
out there who are struggling with their career path or trying to get out of debt or whatever their goal may be. That makes sense. Your experience makes your the way that you write in your blogs apply to people a little bit more. So that makes perfect sense. So if someone that has, because we know that a lot of people have student loan debt and they want to retire early, what are some just general things that they can do other than getting clear? What are some things they can do to you know, pay off that debt and start retiring early? That's a, that's a very good question as far as a lot of folks uh, tend to ask, uh, well, I want to get out of debt, but I also want to start investing as well. And as far as uh, what a lot, a lot of times it's um, student loan debt tends to be a lower interest rate. So, um, so the rule of thumb is usually be, if it's over five, six percent, you want to pay down that debt. Um, if it's over five to six percent, uh, if it's over five, six percent, you really want to pay down that debt, whether it's credit card debt or uh, whatever type of debt. Mm-hmm. But if it's under five percent, it, it's also um, you can get a greater return um, investing. And I, I tend to invest. I, I like to invest in uh, index funds, um, broad market index funds, and that's actually kind of why. Uh, I chose the name Not a Bond Girl because in my portfolio, I don't own any bonds. I'm, I'm a pretty calculated risk taker, um, but somewhat aggressive investor, too, mm-hmm. with calculated risk. So, um, so I, and I go into detail as far as um, my why I choose a particular index fund and as far as um, my investment strategy that helped me achieve FIRE at 35 um, but as far as um, when it comes to, uh, let's go with the, the holistic approach. Since this is this is a very um, this is a very common um, theme in both our in both our missions um, to take a holistic approach to tackle a particular challenge, whether it's health or debt. Um, so, starting with um, so I'll go over with physical, uh, emotional, energetic, uh, and um, so let's start with physical. So um, tra- like I, I mentioned earlier, um, tracking your, uh, your net worth uh, routinely, that helps because what you focus on, uh, so, what you, so as the saying goes, um, where intention goes, energy flows. Mm-hmm. So, it so that's more of a, so physically you're you're you know you are seeing you're tracking your network and and this doesn't have to be a money app. Um, it can be your, a spreadsheet. So physically your your fingers are typing or you are writing in a uh, money diary, whatever it is. Physically, that's what so that helps. Um, so and that impacts energetically because where attention goes uh energy flows Mm -hmm. so that's also that's the energetic um aspect emotionally as well because um 
just because as we were talking about um, an abundance mindset. So have so energetically, you're putting your you're shifting your energy from a space of scarcity to abundance, seeing your net worth expand as and as you are mindfully tracking your spending um, and so forth. So just and then um, the other so we did physical oh mental. So so when it comes to mental well I mean that's kind of obvious when it comes to tracking your mentally your your mindset. Your mentally you're already um, putting your the, the more you do it, the more it becomes a habit, um, and it becomes more very natural to to track um, and to mindfully spend. Um, it, it mentally, you're putting yourself in that space as if you've already achieved that goal. So each day, having that reminder. Um, so that kind of puts you in that mental space of abundance. So, so taking that holistic approach, um, and that, and and you can do that with. I, I, we, since we've already used the exa- um, the example of tracking your net worth, um, you can use that example with building an emergency fund. A lot of times, people say. Um, a three to nine month emergency fund is essential. It's critical to have because you just, no one can predict the future. You just never know um, when something's going to break down in the house or, uh, God forbid, a car accident, whatnot. But it, I would lean more towards at least a six month. Um, I know a lot of rule of thumbs out there have at least a three month, but these days, according to a lot of the stats and research goes, uh, takes an average of seven months to find another job, another career. Yeah. And, that, and depending on what city and what industry you're in, it could take longer or it can take shorter, of course. And then, of course, you have all these means out there whether you can drive uber or waitress in the meantime so there's always that but i would lean more towards six months these days it's um you just never know what's going to happen uh work for the government as we just all experienced with the partial shutdown so it's you just never know and so um so when it comes to taking a holistic approach to building that emergency fund, tracking that emergency fund, um, getting creative on ways to build that emergency fund, and sometimes it—I mean—and it—it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't making um, creating that emergency fund or building your net worth uh, doesn't have to be fun. I mean, doesn't have to be boring or hard. Mm-hmm. It can actually be fun, and it's up to you how you want to get to that um, t- that target. I definitely agree with you about the emergency fund. Three months is very inadequate. I know that people talk about uh, will talk about oh, you know, three to six. Sometimes it's more than that. So I'm not a financial expert, but I would say that's the minimum. 
And I think like what you were saying, nine, I think if you can get as much as possible, if you're an entrepreneur, three to six months may not be enough. So start somewhere. So I'm not saying, you know, if three months is where you can start, start there and then continue building. Because as, you know, as Eve said, no one can predict the future and things tend to hit you when you least expect it. So that is a that is the minimum. So start, whether you have to automate, whatever you need to do, just set it aside because you really never know when you're going to need that. So... Now I want to ask you a question about the FIRE movement. And so for people that don't know what that means, it's financial independence retire early. And so I just wanted to have a discussion about some of the pros and cons. So I was reading some articles and it was saying that, so I'm talking about the cons here, that some people feel a loss of identity after retiring early and then some other people get frustrated about having to explain the fact that they've retired early. So what what is your view on this, Eve? It's interesting because whether it's retiring at 35 or 65, I find that that is very, that's just as far as when there's a big change in life, whether it's career or family, there is definitely that uh, impact, big impact to the identity. So it's, uh, I, I think it's not just uh, as far, not just um, a challenge for early retirees, but also uh retirees that retire in their 70s or late 60s and whatnot. And that's, it's interesting because, um, and that can happen throughout different phases in life, whether it's you want to change to a different career and not necessarily retire, but you just don't want to be a teacher anymore, you know, and it's our, uh, our just as far as making a, uh, a career pivot. Um, so, so I can see how that can be a challenge. Personally, um, when I reached fire, uh, I didn't, like I said, it was, I wrote that high for two weeks. And then I took um, six months to figure out what do I want to do next? Because Work was not my identity. However, it was my social life, too. Even though, yes, there was office politics, a lot of bickering people and all of that. But I had some really good friends at work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes work was the only place we saw each other because it's just because other people had busy lives outside of work or lived on the other side of town. It was just too complicated to get together um, outside of work and whatnot. So so work was kind of my social, one part of my social life. Um, mm-hmm. It did provide a little bit of structure in my days. 
So to have a, so when work became optional, a lot of the office politics, I saw with a different set of lens because it was kind of like, well, you know, this is all, I, I didn't feel as caught up in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it, when it's, you know, it's not like, I mean, when it was kind of, when I thought about, okay, well, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, I'll get fired. And is that really so bad? You know, so when that pressure comes off, work mm-hmm. becomes a little more fun, a little lighter, uh, a lot lighter, you know? So, so that's kind of what was my experience with a shift in, in, I'm not 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 so much a shift in identity, but shift in perspective. And I can understand where people struggle with um, an identity crisis, kind of like um, an existential crisis. Like, well, what am I? What am I? Um, what's the point? What's my purpose now if I'm not uh, doing? But but that's the thing with um, having that plan B going to something mm-hmm. so as far as um, as far as not running away from something and for a lot of people it is the nine to five grind um, but running to something and that could be um, whether it's an uh, entrepreneurial ideas or I mean, there's there's endless volunteering uh, a lot of times um, what we want to do in life takes a little more risk, um, lower paycheck perhaps, or pro bono, um, if it's volunteering. So being, so not having that financial pressure now, but to be able to do what you really wanted to do, um, uh, when you weren't, uh, when you didn't have the bandwidth, uh, when you were dealing with office politics of a nine to five. So, so having that to go to is also um, kind of just as far as helps to alleviate that um, identity crisis. So so that was kind of, um, so what I did actually, I, I took um, six months to really decide and play around and explore with different ideas. Do I want to relocate? Do I want to uh, go part-time even? Because, hey, having health insurance is um is nice. Our cheaper health insurance under a um, corporate umbrella is nice, um, mm-hmm. and still having that sh- social aspect. So just really playing around with that idea, and once again taking a holistic approach, um, visualizing. So mental, physical, emotional, energetic. Just visualizing. Okay, so what would living um, living on the West Coast be like? And just playing with that idea for a week and, and kind of just have just being able to explore and uh, something that I never really did um, pre-fire only because I was so so tunnel vision I had that tunnel vision on um, on just reaching that destination um, that it kind of just I mean, of course, it's kind of, um, it's an ever-evolving plan as well. So I just mm-hmm. continued that, playing around, exploring different options post-fire. 
So basically, when you relieve that financial pressure, you have less distractions. But if the person hasn't done the work in identifying what their deeper purpose is, then it's going to be a little bit easier for them to go through a, a deeper or let's say a longer transition where they feel a loss of identity and go through that whole emotional roller coaster. Exactly. And, uh, and it's um, fire or not, a lot of times even just changing careers um, can, can definitely uh, amplify that identity crisis, um, that challenge of, well, what am I meant to do? Am I out of alignment now? Uh, so, so and, and you know, that's actually part of the journey. A lot of people think, well, it's, I'm no longer on... Um, I, I don't know what I'm meant to do, I'm, I'm, but it's actually part of the journey as well when it comes to self-discovery, which is a lifelong process. True. So what are some ways that people can get in touch with you if they want to find out more information about the FIRE movement, a little bit more about your story and checking out your blog, things like that? What are some ways they can get in contact with you? So I, these days, I really like... Instagram. So I'm on Instagram at not a bond girl. Um, same with Pinterest and Facebook. You can find me um, at uh, notabondgirl.com. So uh, on my website, I offer a free course, as you mentioned earlier, on um, financial independence, retire early. It's called Fire Like a Boss. And it's just as far as sharing my favorite and simple techniques to in terms of how I was able to achieve fire at 35 so there's a free course there as well as uh, as, as well as a holistic approach to creating wealth beyond money I have other courses on there too um, on energy healing and other things that um, helped me find a sense of grounding um, when it, when I was dealing with uh, the nine to five rat race so so definitely uh, the website and these days uh, Instagram. Great. Thank you so much for this interview. It was great to actually find out, you know, your journey and that process. And then again, realizing that it's not about the destination. It's about who you become during the journey that gets you to the destination and to view the destination more as a reward, not the main goal. So thank you so much, Eve. I really appreciated you taking time out of your day. And hopefully all of you listeners will go and take her free course. Check out the blog post she has on her blog, especially if you are planning on escaping your nine to five. Um, So those are some things that you can do. Thank you again, Eve. Sure. And thank you for hosting this podcast and diving deep on a topic that is a pain point for so many people out there. So thank you for for hosting this podcast. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed day five, the last day of the financial wellness series. Eve and I talked about how she was able to retire at the age of 35. And we even touched on the FIRE movement. So if you don't know what the FIRE movement is, FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. 
And basically, Eve said that the goal is to focus on who you are becoming during your journey to financial freedom and whatever it looks like for you, not focusing on the destination. We even touched on the importance of having an abundance mindset and avoiding things and activities that trigger that scarcity mindset. You can follow Eve at notabondgirl.com. The link will be in the bio. And when you go to her website, you can check out some of her courses about achieving financial freedom. If you learned something new, whether it's about abundance mindset or setting a goal to retire early, go ahead and leave a comment and let me know what steps you're going to take to reach your financial independence goals. Also, you can also reach out to Eve. Her website will be in the podcast description. And again, don't forget to subscribe.